Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. Amen. All right. So Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 18. And I just want to uh, just read this here, and we're going to jump right into the Word. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for being here at church. You lost an hour of sleep, and you're in church here. So come on, give yourself a hand as you made it. Um, Anybody a little extra tired this morning? You can be honest. You can be honest. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I see those hands. I see those hands. Um, But no, really, thank you. It's awesome. Uh, um, Losing an hour of sleep is is no joke, especially when you've got two kids and one on the way. Somebody say amen. So, um, yeah, woo, that's what I'm saying every day. Woo, Jesus, help me. All right, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. This is God um, speaking to Abraham. It's a reference that, that when God called Abraham, okay? And I'm going to talk about this, and I'm going to read the scripture here in a minute, but here we go. Um, that hope is given from God. God will give you hope. That, that there is that encounter, that moment, that time, that prophetic word, that dream, that vision. Um, God's speaking to you. You're hearing his voice. Whatever it might be that God has given you hope at one time or another, multiple times. And this is that moment in, in Abraham's life where God gave him a picture of something that was beyond where he was. God gave him hope. And, and so I'm going to talk about that, and I'm going to talk about what you got to do with that hope that you receive from the Lord. So here we go. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He wasn't no father, didn't have any babies, and God said, I made you a father of many nations. Um, God is in the habit of seeing things and saying things that aren't even there. All right? So I, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, we're not going to read the next verse. I'm going to read it one more time as it is written. Here we go. This is the text for today. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Okay? And it's going to go on to to say, um, and we'll read it now, who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And in this picture that Abraham is the father of faith, he is the father of us all, the Bible says, that he was um, believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness before the law. And so we in Christ are the righteous of God in Christ. We, the just, shall live by faith. We are saved by grace through faith. God speaking things over us as though if they were there, but they're not there just yet. But God speaking those things that be not as though they were. That is hope. And here it is. When you receive from God 
when you, um, when you hear from God, when God tells you you're a woman of God, when God tells you you're a man of God, when God tells you you're blessed and you're victorious and you're an overcomer and you can overcome your past and you're forgiven and, and you're healed and you're whole and you're sanctified and you're set apart and you have a purpose, when God tells you all that, I'm going to give you these four things right here that when you receive that, this is the first one, you need to remind yourself of who you are. Abraham was about to walk into an environment that was contrary to what God said. And he said, and contrary to hope, in hope, he believed. God spoke to him. You are, you, you are a father of many nations. And he didn't have any babies at the time. But God said, I'm going to bless you, your seed. I'm going to bless you. You're going to have as many descendants as the sand, as the grains of sand on the seashore. You're going to have as many descendants as the stars in the sky. And, and you're going to be a father of many nations. But Abraham had to take that hope he received from God. And he had to go live life. And the number one thing the devil's going to attack you with is your identity when Jesus received from the father when he was baptized he said behold this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased he was pleased he spoke over him he gave him identity he pronounced he, he was baptized and immediately after the Bible says he was led by the spirit into the wilderness and the devil said time and time again if you are the son of God make these Stones, throw yourself off this cliff. If the, the, the battle for your soul is, is the devil uh, battling and challenging who you are, you have to remind yourself of who you are. You have to tell yourself who you are. You have to tell the devil who you are. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know who I is. Come on, somebody. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, I know who I is. Come on, tell them like, like you mean it. Tell them, I know who I is. Look back and ask him, say, who are you? Devil, I know who I am. Son of God, child of God. You're a child of God, washed in the blood of Jesus. You are not condemned. You are not rejected. You are not an outcast. You are not on the outside looking in. You're on the inside looking out. I'm received. I'm loved. I got angels are surrounding me. Walking in the love of God, my, my feet are ordered, my steps are ordered. You got to, I'm telling you, your mama can't do this for you. Your daddy can't do this for you. Your wife can't do this for you. Your husband can't do this for you. You have to remind yourself of who you are. I'm telling you right now, God will do his part. He done told you everything you need to know about who you are. And he'll take this word, not just the written word, the preach word, getting around some people that speak life over you. You got to get around some people that got a word inside of them. Not some religious thing trying to condemn you and push you away from God. You got to get around people that breathe life over you. You got to remind, but I'm telling you right now that, that, that you, have, you, have, you have to remind yourself of who you are. God will give you hope on a mountaintop, but you got to take that thing into the valley. And God, and Jesus, the Father, spoke over his life in front of everybody, gave him a word. Hey, Jesus himself, he got a word from heaven. Everybody heard it. He was like, hey, I'm the I'm a son of the Father. Come on, somebody. I'm the first begotten one, right? But immediately after the Bible says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, the hope God gives you, he expects you to work that thing. Nobody can work that for you. 
No, I said, no, I know. I'm not going to get any amens. Daylight savings. Is this daylight? Is that what you call it? Daylight savings day? Daylight savings time? I'm not going to get any help just because you lost an hour of sleep. Come on, somebody say amen. Help me out. I, 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 I didn't get an extra hour either, okay? So, so come on, help a brother out, okay? Come on. Now, don't look at me like you're tired. I'm tired too, okay? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Anybody have an extra cup of coffee this morning? Yes. Yes. You're still tired. Raise your hand if you're, yeah, I'm still, I'm still tired, okay? But you got to remind yourself who you are. This is where hope was given to Abraham, father of many nations. Nothing in sight of what God gave him. God is in the habit of telling you something that is so beyond you. But you got to work that thing. You have to remind yourself of who you are. You have to tell yourself who you are. you got to tell the devil who you are. And you have to know who you are and whose you are. Hope is something that God gives, but he expects us to use and work that thing. You're going to have what you say. You got to speak what God has said. You got to tell the devil what God said. You got to tell your auntie what God said. You got to tell those jokers at your workplace what God said. You got to tell your mind what God said. You have to tell your emotions what God said. You have to tell your future what God said. You got to tell that, 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 that nasty person in your life you wish God would deliver you from them, but God hasn't delivered you from them yet. You got to tell, you got to say what God has said. This this is all about stories of hope. Abraham was given hope, but he was about to enter into an environment contrary to hope, in hope believed. He had to hold on to that hope. All right. The foundation of keeping hope alive is to relentlessly stand in your God-given identity. Nobody can do that for you. Not everybody, not everybody's going to say that to you. You can have all, all the potential in the world. I'm here to tell you right now, everybody has potential. But potential untapped is useless. Potential is overrated. Everybody's got some, but nobody's using it. You got to tap into it, church. You got to work that thing and speak that thing. Use your mouth. You frame your world with the word of God. The word of faith, which is in your mouth and in your heart, speak that thing. Here we go. Here's my next point. Hope. This is hope right here. Hope is clarity on the inside when things are contrary on the outside. And, and, and at, things are going to be contrary. Things are going to be contrary to what God said. They're supposed to be what God says. God says things that are contrary. He speaks those things that be not as though they were. Hope inside of you is clarity on the inside when things are contrary on the outside. Hope isn't hope if there's nothing contrary to it. Come on, somebody. Hope is messy. Hope is gritty. Hope ain't cute. Hope is something you use in the down times, in the valley times. Hope isn't something something cute you get. You receive it from God on the mountaintop, but you got to take that thing into the into, into life and work that thing. Hope ain't just going to happen. You got to hold on to hope. You got to, contrary to hope, in hope, believe. All right? Hope isn't, hope is messy. I'm going to say it again. Hope is gritty. Hope ain't cute. Hope is imparted on the mountaintop, but you won't realize the value of hope until you get into the valley. That's when you're going to find out what kind of hope you got. All right? All right? There, there is always hope. There is always a way out. There is always provision. There is all. You have to see in the eyes of God, just like my, my beautiful wife mentioned when we were praying there, is that 
God is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is not confined to time and space. The Bible says He inhabits eternity. He created time for us just to do what we do while we're here. And when time is over, I'm going to keep on living. And if God is not confined to time and space, and He speaks a word in time and space, God is already in my future before I get there. And He's in my past and my present all at the same time. He's got the whole thing dialed in. But our Faith and our, our, the release of the hope inside of us is what keeps us in line with what God has said. All right? So the, here's my third point here. The promise that God speaks over your life, the promise sets you up for the process. All right? Because it says, contrary to hope, in hope believe, so that he became. It's interesting because... In the beginning of the scripture, um, it says that I have made you. Why, why you. God, why are you talking in past tense when I don't have any babies? God will speak because God's, God's not constrained or, 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 or slowed down by a process. He just Time is simply God's method of maturing us. That's what time is for. All right? Somebody say time. Right, like my, my son Dominico, he um, he doesn't uh, need diapers anymore. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus, for growth. Thank you for thank you for maturation. Thank you, right, Hallelujah! I'm not saying he never had a little spill here or there. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you know what? That's what the father's there for, right? To help the the boy out. But what I'm saying is he's, he's grown. Time is on my side. Hallelujah. Right? It just keeps, when you have babies, you start to see time, right? And it's all different things. You wake up one day like, my goodness, they grew two inches overnight. What's wrong with them? They look old and grown. She, my daughter, I'm like, girl, stop growing so fast. And then as a parent, you'll look back um, on, on like just old videos we, look, we shot or whatever. And it's so emotional because you're like, oh, my God. The baby's gone. <laughs> little, little chubby cheek baby Jaya. She's gone. Oh no, it's just it's just pictures now. Right? But 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 that's what time is. Process. Um, the promise is is not the end. And many times we like want a prophetic word. God speak to me. I mean, you got people with so many prophetic words and gone through one process. That's why they're weird. Oh, I'm preaching good. They're chasing another word. They hadn't even worked the one they got five years ago. Oh, Jesus, I'm stepping on some toes now. I'm going to come down here. Right? When God speaks something, that seed, it's a seed. God, God's word, the promise is a seed. And he's like, okay, here's a seed. What are you going to do with that seed? You know, one waters. You know? You, you got to water that seed. You got to tend to that seed. You got to get them thorns out of the soil. You got to get the rocks out of the soil. There's, this is um, the, the promise, the, the hope that's given on a mountaintop. God, that's, that, you, God just said, okay, let's see what you do with that. The parable of the talents. Here you go. Here's a promise. What you going to do now? That, that's what God says. So that's how he talks to me. He gave me a word. What you going to do now? 
Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work this thing, God. I want, I want this thing to produce, God. I don't just want another word. I'm not trying. Hear me out. I'm not trying to live in a perpetual state of just receiving a word from God without going and working this thing. Um, in, the, in the beginning of 2017, we got a word from Dr. Michael Maiden, and it was spoken to me, but about this community before we were in this building. And this is a thing. God, anybody ever got a prophetic word? And you were like, my goodness, that was a prophet. They didn't know nothing. They, 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 or you, maybe it's a preach word. You're like, man, how, how, did somebody tell them my stuff? Somebody all up in my kitchen? Like who? You know, looking at your friend across the room that invited you to church, like, what'd you tell them for? Why are you talking? Why are you, why are you sharing my business? They ain't sharing no business. God, aren't you glad God knows all your business? He still loves you? Mm, just like, Hallelujah. Jesus is like my wife. She knows my business and still loves me. Yeah, Jesus. She knows everything about me. Lord, she still loves me. She's still with me. Hallelujah. She just told me to take my phone out of my pocket, Jesus. She's got my best interest. She wants to make me look good. Hallelujah. Jesus. I don't know where I'm going with this, but you guys, you guys, you guys are going to follow me into a place I have no idea where I'm going. God, speak that word over your life. The promise sets you up for the process. He said, I've made you. I'm here to tell you, God's made you a person of dignity, of profoundness and purpose, supernatural life, divine life, the Christ in you, that you are not ordinary. You, you are supernatural in, with respect to the Christ in you. You have purpose and destiny there. God has made you something. He has spoke something over you. And, and when he does that, that is, that is God stewarding or, or, or empowering you to steward something. I, I, I don't need another word. I'm still worried. I, I mean, I'll take it. For real, I'll take it. If you got a word, if God speaks to you about me, please, you can tell me. But what I'm saying is this, is I got, I got work to do. So, so the prophet came and he said over me, this is what I was going to say. I, it came back to me. Is he, he, he prophesied this building. Didn't know nothing about what we were doing. We didn't have a building. Um, prophesied it. And this is the thing. God's amazing because he'll tell you all the good stuff. God don't tell you everything. I've learned that. It's what he doesn't tell you that is your responsibility to be, to be faithful in the mystery of walking with God. Walking with God is not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be lived. Hallelujah. I'm so glad this thing ain't all figured out by anybody. And that we are all walking with God, walking by faith. He is speaking things that do not exist as though they did. And we're saying, yes, Lord, I believe you. I'm going to take the steps. God didn't tell me the pressures I would feel. God didn't tell me the process I had to go through. God didn't tell me the insecurities and fears that would manifest in my life. All he told me was, I called you to do a great thing, my son. Or whatever he said to you. It's great, it's beautiful, but here it is. Young people, I'm here to encourage you. Young people, if you're in your 20s, say amen. All right, we got a few in here, hallelujah. Yeah. We're all young, though. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm young, too. Just tell them, I'm young, too. Don't. <laughs> I'm young in the Lord, okay? He you know, age ain't, well, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, 
young in the Lord. But I'm here to tell you, young people, young people, it's not enough just to get a word. You got to work that word. Oh, Jesus, help me. It's not enough just to receive an impartation. That tells you there is a process coming. Well, I think, I think we preach a lot of promise, but we don't preach process. And I'm telling you, there ain't no manifestation or actualization of a promise until you are processed. That's how God works. Until the earth remains, there will be seed time, hope, time, and harvest. We preach harvest, but we don't preach about working that thing. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody say, mm-hmm. Somebody say, preach. Come on, say, preach, pastor. I, I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. Help me out. The promise sets you up for the process. Here's the thing, is that God made him something prophetically, made him something in, in, through, through God's perspective of eternity. I, God isn't speaking in the now. He's speaking from a viewpoint of eternity. But we need to take that eternal word and live it out in time. And that's why it says here that I made you a father. But if you look down a little further, it says contrary to hope in hope, believed so that he became. You cannot become the word that God has made you until you're willing to be processed. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. And this is what the word became means in the Greek. It means it doesn't, it doesn't mean to be. Become is different. He became means it's a process of becoming what God promised. Hope is given by God but it must be worked through your life in faithfulness and devotion to God regardless of what is contrary. God's word over your life will manifest progressively over time. Go to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Here's my last portion of scripture. Are you guys getting something out of this? God is wanting to speak hope to you. God is wanting you to encounter him in a new and a fresh way. God is wanting to download things to you. God is wanting to give you dreams and visions. God is wanting to um, speak identity through the written word, through the spoken word, through the prophetic word, through spiritual gifts. All of that is part of it. But God never gives anything to us without giving us time to work this thing. We are farmers, if you will, in God's field. He is sowing the seed, and we are working our harvest. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Here's another example of this. It's the same, same snapshot of what we just read, but just a different, different language. Therefore, having been justified by faith. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. All right, look at your neighbor and say, I'm justified. Look at him and say, just as if I never sinned. Tell him that. All right. Look back at him and say, look back at him and say, I know you sinned. Stop that. I know you sinned. And they, they tell him, I know, I know I have. I know I have. But just as if I never did. Just as if. Some of you are looking at somebody like, don't, I know, I know. I, this morning you was nasty and you in church. Just as justified by faith. Isn't that something? That's why all of us knuckleheads up in here can come up in here, worship God and, and love God and be loved by God and love one another, justified, hallelujah, by faith. Uh, look, at, look at your neighbor and say, I got in just because I believe. I got in, tell them, I got in just because I believe. 
I didn't get in. My, you know, I got a good attorney. I mean, I got, he got me off the hook. I mean, I was in the courtroom guilty as charged. My prosecuting attorney's name was Lucifer. And sorry, did I spit on you, Moses? I apologize. Um, I think I went pretty far. I think that hit George back there. You're right. Uh, and, and, and God, Jesus walked in, says, I'm innocent, came in, blood of Jesus, poured it out, right? I was like, look, see, told y'all I was innocent. I told you. Woo! Hallelujah, set free. Come on, somebody, set free. I got a good attorney, man. I got, I have me a good attorney. I have be a good attorney. Jesus forgiven just as if I never sinned. Hallelujah. Therefore, I've been justified by faith. Hallelujah. Been through some nasty stuff. Been, touched some things I shouldn't have touched. Been some places I shouldn't have been justified. Woo. Confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. There is no shame in the kingdom of God. Justified. Doesn't mean when we do wrong, we don't apologize. We don't come real with it, right? But if you confess your sins, he's, First John chapter one, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just, forgive you. Why are you forgiven? Because God's faithful, that's why. Because God, that's just good theology right there. Justified by faith. Come on, the Protestant Reformation was founded on the basis of, wait a minute, we don't work for this. We receive this. He already did it 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Therefore, I've been justified by faith. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm justified. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, God ain't mad at me. His judgment was served and released on the Son of God. The cross is the penalty for our sin. It was God's judgment. The blood of Jesus shed. The blood of Jesus was shed. I'm going to say this. The blood of Jesus was shed for God on us because God himself will not cross that bloodline with judgment because of the, of the propitiation of our sin. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. God himself can't cross the blood. Hallelujah. Judgment no more. All right, look at your neighbors. Tell them, tell them, say, don't judge me. Okay? We have peace with God. Isn't that so? You have peace with God. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't, I said, don't let the devil lie to you. You have peace with God through faith in Christ. Justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I have peace with God. Me and God are good. Me and God, we're good. Look at your neighbor and say, me and God are good. We're good. We're good. I mean, all right? Look at your neighbor and say, do, do you need me to give him a word for you? Do you, do you, need, you want to get in? You want? I, I, am, I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I mean, that seed is in me. It's not that God's blessing me. He's blessing the, the Christ in me. So he can't help himself. He made a covenant with himself, and he is in me. His covenant was with the son and the father made a covenant i'm not even i'm just a beneficiary i'm i'm just in the fine print at the bottom sean mandoli all up in there nothing i do hallelujah you guys all right look at this this is all good news we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand access 
Access. You have access into the presence of God through faith in Christ. That's what the Bible says. You have access by faith into this grace. Grace is favor. Grace is, is divine influence on the heart and it's reflection in my life. I have access. I have, I have access into the very throne of God through faith in Christ. Access. I'm, access is granted. I can get up in there. I can get up in there. All right? You have access. You ever know anybody that might be able to get you into something, to get you into a show? Like you, you, get, you got backstage because somebody's up in there, got you in there, or you snuck in the back door. Anybody ever uh, have any friends somewhere, and you're like, whoop, got in, got yourself a little badge, and you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm an artist. I got the artist badge. I don't play the drums, but I got the artist badge. Right. See, so you didn't do anything for that. Anybody, uh, like, what is that? That nom show, right? You got all kind of people with badges. They don't even play instruments. They just won't be there. But somebody got on that badge to get in there. And I'm here to tell you right now, in Christ, Jesus dying, buried, rose again the third day, sent the Holy Spirit. Your faith in that gets you into the throne room of God, in the presence of God. You look at, you don't need to fit in with nobody. You just need to keep that seat next to you empty and be like, yeah, it's taken. Jesus is sitting there, excuse me. Somebody say amen. You don't need to fit in with the cool people. You don't need to fit in with so-and-so. You don't need to fit in with, like, you don't need, you don't need to get in nowhere. You, you, you are accepted by the one who matters most. Come on, somebody. All right. I got a spattery of applause this morning. Little two here, one there, and I think I heard one on this side. All right. Come on now. I'm accepted by the one who I have access. I, I don't need to be cool with you. All right, maybe, maybe God doesn't want me to be cool with people that don't want to hang out with me. Maybe God's like, look, don't. Maybe that's God's way of setting me apart. I'm set apart. Holy purpose. Hallelujah. Touch not the unclean thing. Somebody say amen. I'm for real now. Don't, 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 don't let social constructs get the best of you. You're accepted. You walk into an environment, I'm telling you right now, confident people who know who they are are attractive to other people. Because people are hurting and they don't know who they are. You walk in there knowing who you are in Christ. And you, I guarantee you, some folks are going to hang out with you because they want to know, they, they're going to want to have what you got. Look at your neighbor and ask him, you want some? All right. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, you can sit with me. You can sit with me. Sit with me. Okay. Here we go. Therefore, having been justified by faith... This is all good news. This is hope on the mountaintop. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. It's all good news and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. My goodness, this is the Christian life, the identity in Christ, loved, filled, confident, access, justified, don't. Let the devil lie to you about what the word says about you. Hallelujah. Here we go. Here we go, though. Look at the next verse. That's all good news. And not only that. Here we go. That is the basis. The prior portion of scripture is the basis of your identity. It is the basis of who you are. It's how you get up in the morning. How do I get up in the morning? Telling my day and my life 
what God has said. When we were praying on Facebook this morning, Facebook Live, that's what we are praying. Lord, we take ownership of what you said. Lord, we own what you said. We, we speak what you said. We declare what you said. Victorious, more than a conqueror. Greater is the one that's in me than he that's in the world. I am a son of God, a child of God, a servant of the king. I am justified by faith. I am speaking out my identity in Christ. But here we go. And not only that, but here we go. But also, we glory in tribulations. Huh, Jesus. We don't want to preach about this part, though. Nobody, everybody's, everybody, people want to do an altar call right now. We don't want to go into this, this verse. And not only that. See, hope, like I said in the prior portion of Scripture, hope is given by God. It is something that comes from God. It is a snapshot. It is a picture of your future. And many of us, God has given every one of us pictures of our future, pictures of our identity. And we, and we, and we, and we, we, we put it, we don't pull them out and look at them. We don't pull them, we don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't pull them out and say, man, this is what God said. We don't, that, that's what hope is simply a, a photograph, if I can say it this way, of, of something that isn't happening just yet, but God gives us a picture of what it is. And God is saying, can you be faithful with the vision and the hope I've given you through the valley, through the tribulation? And it says here, we glory in tribulation. Here we go. I'm going to give you some definitions. We're almost done. But glory in the Greek means to live with your head up high. That you can live with your head up high in trouble. Is that we glory? See, we, see, glory to us is the glory of God and the presence of God. Glory to God is keeping your head up when it's tough. Keep, keeping your attitude right when people are nasty. Anybody know any nasty people? How about you? You ever been nasty yourself? In the last six months, just one, one time you nasty tired and, you're, and you blame it on tired now it's tired now I'm, I'm frustrated you 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 you, you I'm frustrated I'm, I'm yeah I'm just upset <laughs> I don't know what's your excuse hungry there we go oh that's a big one hang we even got a word now millennials made it up hangry making up words don't even exist speaking those things that be not as though they were anybody when you're hungry like you just Jesus is gone. Like he, he, I need to, and then when he, when the Lord feeds you and taste and see that the Lord is good, then you're, Jesus is back. Look at, like when my wife gets hungry, like she just shuts down, like. Hey, babe, like, what do you want to do? You want to do? Sometimes I look at her like that. She's wearing the car. That's it. That's all she gives me. I'm like, babe, um, you're hungry? You're hungry, girl? Let's, let's go get you some chick Oh, man, it's Sunday. No Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A ain't open. Oh, Lord. Jesus, no, church, no Christian chicken. What are we going to do? What are we? In and out? No. Okay, 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 okay. Let, uh, canes. Canes? you like, that would be nice. Anybody like fried chicken? Glory. We glory. Look at identity in Christ isn't just something to get excited about. It is something you take and you are empowered to live with your head up high in trouble. Not only that, but not only just the 
theological basis of identity, but actually, I actually am going to glory in tribulation. Hallelujah. How are you doing? Wonderful. God is good. Pray for me. <laughs> Look at not only that, but we also are empowered to glory and tribulation. You'd be surprised how many people are watching you that ain't saved in your workplace. They know, they know you're a Christian. They're watching you when things, are, things ain't good. They're looking at you when things aren't good. I'm telling you right now, they're, they're watching that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And we also glory in tribulation. Why? Tribulation. Glory in tribulation. Uh, um, you know, operating, this is glory, uh, operating from the right vantage point. So you deal successfully with the matter. That's the Greek definition. I'm going to read it again. This is what glory means. That you can be in tribulation with Christ inside of you. And you have, you operate from the proper vantage point so that you deal successfully with the matter. Because I'm here to tell you, I'm going to prophesy to you this morning. You're going to have yourself a matter a time or two in life. And you are empowered. God has given you hope. You are empowered to glory, to keep your head up and have the proper perspective in Christ when things go down. Tribulation. Glory. Tribulation means this pressure. pressure. That's, all, that's what it all means. It means pressure. It means the feeling of being without options. Anybody ever felt like you were in a situation and you didn't have many options? That is part of living a life in Christ. But you can walk through pressure with your head up. You can walk through pressure with the right vantage point. Knowing, I'm almost done, guys. Knowing that tribulation, look at this, look at this. Here it is. I'm going to read these. I'm going to give you some definition. But this is it right here. Is that this is all about the process. This scripture. God has given you identity. We're justified by faith access into the throne of God. Not only that. Why? Because God will never give you something he doesn't expect you to walk out in life. God will. I've never, I don't, look at, I don't want my children to get an education that they can't apply to life. Is it your passion? Do you enjoy doing it? And can you make money doing it? I, somebody say amen. There it is. Big three. There it is. I'm going to say it again. Passion. Millennials love that word. Passion. It's not really my passion, Pastor Sean. Well, sometimes you got to work even though it's not your passion. Yeah, look at all the grown folk like, yep, preach it. Because, hello, welcome to life. But you need to evaluate that. Here we go passion and do you enjoy it you ain't always going to enjoy it and you ain't going to enjoy everything about it but there's something innately God put in you that there is a passion there there is there is a, a wanting to and a desire to do that and you want to make sure that 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 you can provide for your family young men of God all right those three things but this is the thing God expects us to take the word that you got and work it. 
glory in tribulation. Knowing tribulation, pressure produces perseverance. Here it is. This is what perseverance means. It means to staying in place when the pressure is on. Yeah. Hello. Staying in the will of God when the pressure is on. It really means to remain when you're under. All right? Under pressure, but I'm going to remain. Being married, there comes with pressure. But that's no excuse for me to leave my wife. Pressure is just part of life. Having kids comes with a little bit of pressure. But I ain't going to leave my kids just because I feel that pressure. Being a pastor comes with pressure. Thanks, guys, for all the pressure. Appreciate it. Thank you. But perseverance, you can't build nothing in your life if you don't remain in something when it's uncomfortable. We can't just go, we can't just pick and choose what we want just because we, we sometimes associate the will of God, the process with the mountaintop. You got to know where you're at. Okay, this ain't a mountaintop. And look, I, I'm wanting one. And I, but, but, but some, the will of God isn't a bunch of mountaintops. Read the book, people. Come on now. I mean, Jesus had to go 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. He had to go through it. Gee, our, our prime example of life and existence, the person, the incarnate Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, the salvation, the anointed one, had to go through a process as a man. What makes us think we don't? Not only that, but we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, the ability. You, you got to understand that tribulation is working for you. It's working for you. It's doing something in you. It's doing something in you. It's doing something in you. All right? Produces perseverance. And perseverance, remaining under, staying in the game when the pressure's on, produces what? Character. Here's character. I got two more definitions. Character. This is what character means. Experience. All right? Experience. I think sometimes in this generation, in this, in this era of life right now, I don't think we, we, people can just be successful overnight at times. Um, but one way or another, you're going to have to, in Christ, walk through some experiences that history with God. Jesus didn't even step into ministry till 30 years, and he never sinned. So it wasn't like he had to clean up his life first, like we do. I mean, he came out the gate just proper in the temple, 12 years old. Mama's looking for him. He's like, I'm at my father's house, Mom. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I would never talk to my mama like that if I was 12. But he's Jesus. <laughs> but he, 30 years, Venetia just said, came out here 13 years. Somebody say there is hope. That is a lot to say about that woman. She held it down for 13 years. 13 years. Scrapping through things. Get, taking jobs she didn't want. She said, what are you doing, Lord? Uh, tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Experience. This is what character is. Approval through testing. Um, look, ask your neighbor. Say, what you up to? What you up to? Ask him. We're going to talk back and forth. Ask them. Say, what are you up to? What you been up to? To ask them. Ask your neighbor. What have you been up to? Look back at them and tell them, I, I'm, 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 being, I'm being approved. Just tell them, I am being approved. Experience approval through testing tried and true. 
All right? People want to be true, but you got to be tried first. Yeah, amen. Preach it. People want to be true, but you got to be tried. You got to be tried. I'm glad my wife didn't marry me when I was 21. Trouble. I was saved. I love Jesus. But I needed to be tried first. I got to prepare me for this woman. <laughs> Some of you aren't laughing because you're like, I, yeah, you're right, Pastor John, because we know her. And you, you definitely need to step up your game over time. But tried and true approval through testing here it is here it is here it is here it is character doing the right thing even when it's hard that's something i pray over my son almost every night lord i pray over my more my son than my daughter i don't know why um because he's a boy i don't know i'm a i'm a father i don't know anyway i prayed over my daughter too but i pray lord give them the strength to choose what's right when it's hard Lord, I pray that, you know, I pray that over my son. I pronounce that over my son. Lord, get, I, Lord, I pray that this, that this young man will do what is right when it isn't easy. Because there are going to be times where right isn't easy. But if we want to come out of a process on a different level than we came in, it requires being proved, proven. I believe we as a community, we are here and established here because our team and leaders were willing to be proven. They, our team stuck in it when this thing wasn't as easy as it looks right now. And it ain't. We, we still got, there are trials ahead. Hallelujah. Anybody want to join the team? But I'm telling you, if you have come to our community in this facility, you need to find somebody with a badge on it and thank them because they were willing to weather the storm when this thing wasn't easy as it is. Hallelujah. It's how God works. Here it is, right thing, doing the right thing even when it's hard. Character is built through a process. We don't choose character in a moment. You never receive a supernatural impartation of character. Character has a recipe. And it's called Christ in you and some tr Jesus on the inside, trouble on the outside, equals character. Mm -hmm. I know it's not popular nowadays. I'm going to preach it anyway because I want you to come out the other side. Here we go. Perseverance and perseverance character. Here it is. Character hope character hope. Wait a minute. God started with hope. And through the process, it ends with some more hope. God will send you into a process with hope, with identity, with the word, with what he said, a picture of your future. And if you are willing to go through the process with God and walking with him through that process, your character will then produce a fresh hope in your life, anybody out there, you, you're in a trial, and I know many of you have probably even said this, you probably be in that moment right now saying, man, God has done it before. He'll do it again. 
Just like Venetia shared about her coming out to L.A. in 13 years before she gets what she really feels like God has her right now. I'm telling you right now, there's hope on this. There was hope coming into L.A. There's hope on this side of her breakthrough. But there's something more coming. There's another level. There's another grace on her life for whatever it might be is next. Because if you allow, if we glory in tribulation and we allow tribulation to produce perseverance and we stay in the game and we allow perseverance to produce character and experience and we go through the test then all that summed up and and what comes out when we come out the other side we come out with hope i'm going to say this that when jesus was baptized by the father he's not by the father by by john the baptist and god said over him spoke identity over him gave him hope he's my beloved son with whom i'm well pleased jesus didn't do anything god was pleased with them he was speaking from a viewpoint of eternity saying man this boy is gonna do his thing in the earth and he comes out of the water he goes led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil 40 days and 40 nights. After he gets out of there, the Bible says he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. There was a hope Jesus experienced on the other end of the desert that he didn't have going into the desert. Here we go. Last point. Here we go. I'm going to pray. Your process is awakening fresh hope in you said, your process is awakening fresh hope in you right now. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.